Welcome to the Never Stop Getting Better podcast powered by Guardian Caps. Guardian Caps are a one-size-fits-all helmet cover that help reduce impact for your players during practice. Coach Perry is a huge proponent of Guardian Caps after using them at Pearl High School, and it was one of the first football items he purchased when taking the job at Nixon. Caps are mandated by the NFL for O-line, D-line, linebackers, tight ends, and running backs, and utilized by over 270 colleges, over 3,000 high schools, and over 600 youth programs across the country. As helmets become more and more expensive, the Guardian Caps also do a great job of protecting your helmet investment. See the link in our show notes for more information on Guardian Caps. In each episode, John takes you on a journey of growth, learning, and endless improvement. Whether you're an athlete, coach, or someone simply just striving to get better, this podcast is for you. Now, here's your host, John Perry. All right, welcome back to the early week edition of Never Stop Getting Better, where today there's going to be a guest. There's going to be somebody fill in for me. Um, A couple weeks ago, we had the inner circle where we recorded a phone call and we put that on as a Monday edition. And it was one of the most viewed, one of the most commented uh, episodes that we've put out there early in the week. So what I thought was, have our inner group um that's all the guys that's a member of our inner group let them do a monday let let them teach or talk about a topic that's near and dear to them and let them have it let them roll with it so today's going to be the first in that series of podcasts and today's guest is Phil Wickwar he's a 38 year educator been in been in this business a long time started out with the Strengthening in the strength and conditioning world has been a head coach, has been a defensive coordinator, has taught health, has done a little bit of everything. Was the defensive coordinator for me when I came to Nixa and um, has recently retired and gonna live the good life for a little while. So he's been a great influence on me, a great uh, person of faith, a, a really good friend, and you know somebody that I have thoroughly enjoyed getting to know uh, while being here in Nixa. So um, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to one Coach Phil Wickwar. Thanks, Coach Perry. I appreciate that. Very humbled uh, for the opportunity to share today. Uh, We're going to talk about training versus exercise, uh, something I've had to learn along the way, and, and what I see the difference between training versus exercise. I think for you to be the best version of yourself, and that's what you want to be, you have to develop some training r- rituals, some training routines that random exercise is just not going to get you there. Uh, I want to thank Coach Perry not only for this opportunity, but I had a I had a great day. I don't know what your day was like, but two, two of my great days was something I might get to reading from Chance Potts. Uh, about you know his development in his life and and I know we talked about that when we had a chance to talk about the inner circle. I hope you get a chance to you know be around people that challenge you, be around people that uh, stretch you. You know, Coach Perry in his presentation talks a lot about being on the edge. Uh, it's an uncomfortable place to be, and in in fact, socially could be on the edge. But I've seen some people, and I've probably been there myself, that surround them people uh, surround themselves with people that they're very dominant about because it brings us some comfort. Uh, 
I have a little different view. This is a sidebar, so I'll try to get back on track. But I have a little different view in my journey, in my life. And I've been a very productive person at times. I've been a person that cared about others greatly at times. I've been a person that was very focused on my faith at times. And at other times, I was not. And that's as far as I'll go with that. What I noticed about the people, and I shared this in my health class, and I used it in parenting. Uh I feel like, you know, we, we talk about choose and I understand the language. I'm not trying to debate, but I feel like uh, like throughout my whole life, people in the same mindset have been attracted to me. People set values when I was progressive, when I was hardworking, when I was selfless. Uh, in those times of my life, I connected with the same person. Sometimes we didn't have the same personality. Sometimes we, did, we, we were very diverse and even things we were going at. But it, it's an attraction, that internal uh, confidence that you're on mission. Uh, I think it, it's almost like a cologne. It reaches other people. Likewise, likewise, when I've been negative, when I've been a victim, when I've blamed and complained, guess who enjoyed having me around? <laughs> people of the same likeness. So, you know, uh, not a parenting tip, but one of the things I did when my son went through high school, uh, college, he was away, so I didn't do this, and I'm not stepping on any toes, but I was not an investigator. I didn't have time. I didn't go through the phone. I didn't go through the room. I respected. I knew he needed to grow, but one of the things that I paid a lot of attention to was the people that chose to spend time around my child. And it didn't tell me the whole story because sometimes people that uh, uh, might not have been uh, equally balanced in their integrity or they're this or connected by an activity. And I understood that. But, uh, man, I really think I really need exercise for sometimes is just to stop and, and look at who sees value in us and who cho chooses to spend some time around us. I think it tells us a lot of the story that we are telling to other people. Uh, so anyway, John Perry, I appreciate it. Uh, one of the greatest, uh, you know, thrills, like I said, I had a good day because I listened to Dr. Terry today and man, did she have some good stuff to say. And, you know, I've had some struggles. We've all had struggles and uh, her struggles connected I connected and not only did I uh, connect, but it, her struggles at certain ages, that lady is doing some amazing things. And, it, and I'm going to metaphorically speak, I had some real body blows late in life and not let her get her down. That was very exciting. So I owe you a lot to the quality of my day because the associations I have, and I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, training, uh, my background and, you know, uh, my recall is not, my recall was uh, very poor to begin with. Uh, Dr. Gilbert would say I didn't have good strategies of recalling, and I would just respect that. And then I had a stroke about 18 months ago, and now I have a reason not to have recall, and I've, I've probably let my strategies relax a little bit. But I do really understand concepts, and, and John Maxwell, who I really like, you know, he just came out with his communications book and gives us four reasons. And John can jump on here anytime, fill in the, the four. But we're inspired. We get educated, you know, but we're in pain and uh, we're discomforted and we're frustrated. Uh, I grew up with four sisters. 
or three sisters. Good night. Made it worse than it really was. Three older sisters. I had a dad that had been an athlete, had been a college athlete, was not supported by his parents, gave up, went and farmed. Uh, he taught us hard work. He was on the road a lot. So he was not a, uh, a day-to-day. He was a great role model and a great provider and he loved, but, and a good disciplinarian, but he, he was on the road a lot. So I, I was really soft because of my association with, with who I hung out with. And, uh, so I went to freshman football and wait, this is 1979 people. Okay. This is, you're going to, it's going to be hard for you to grasp this. And we had a weight training, or, or we we all bench pressed, okay? My dad didn't understand it because they farmed and it was a break to go play football. And I laid down on that bench. There was 100 freshmen at Kickapoo High School playing freshman football because we had no other sport. And if you were male, you played freshman football. And I remember putting, I think, a 10 on the bar. My max was either 65 or 85. That's all I remember. But I, and nobody else cared. And nobody, you know, we were all over the place. Chris Earls, who was shaving and ended up being a great friend my senior year. You know, he, I think probably 225. I don't know. He was, he was full grown and great athlete, but uh, I cared. And what was demonstrated, we talked about being caught at our house is coaches and athletics because of the value it gave to my father was very respected. And I was smart enough to realize I was really, really, uh, needy in that area, but I was prepubescent and I, and I was lazy and I didn't have very good genetics. So anyway, long story, uh, ended up senior year being one of the top five, uh, 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 strength guys in our class. Okay. Uh, went on to college and I pursued strength. I don't know why up into my forties, I've always, so I fell in love with the process and here's what I fell in love with the process. I fell in love with the process because if I was loyal to it, it gave me benefits. I didn't find that necessarily in friendship. I didn't find that in English class. I didn't find that in uh, relationships. Okay. I'll pretend I had them in high school. I did not, but you know, I, I would get let down, but that weight didn't have a personality. It didn't reject me. It didn't go hang out with somebody else. When I put it on the bar and I lifted it up and down uh, over a period of time, I became stronger. So I fell in love with it and kind of kind of defined me. I uh, got my master's degree, got my undergraduate in physical education. By the time I got master's degree, it changed to exercise physiology. Uh, was in the 90s, I think, certified in the NSCA as a strength conditioning specialist. And uh, as far as I don't know, three years ago, because I didn't really know what I was doing, Olympic lifting, we went and got certified. So I pursued that. That was that was my passion. We talk about passions a lot. Uh, and I had other areas in my life. I had a, a failed marriage, uh, a lot of reasons. One of the main reasons, because I uh, find myself with hard work that was uh, I thought that was very loyal. So I wanted to go work and then, you know, whatever didn't work on 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 my family situation much i just went to work and as a coach i wasn't a real thrill for her because we're trying to figure out how to pay bills and this and that um but i'd taken and then i got a chance and this really changed my perspective i got a chance to train my pastor ozzy blue it was a fantastic guy and 
people knew, you know, you can't tell by YouTube, but I, I was like a refrigerator with broomsticks hanging out. Okay. I was, I, I was, I might've got asked, this is not a bragger because it got, it, it, it was exciting for maybe the first five years. I'd get asked maybe two to three times a week, how much I bench press. I don't know what that, I don't even know what that means, but I resembled something. Okay. And uh, it got pretty annoying. I don't know the last 15, 20 years, but Hosey identified me and I wasn't in shape. I just pursued strength. And so I trained him, which was a blessing because I actually a uh, real mentor spiritually to me. Guardian caps are lightweight, one size fits all football helmet covers for practice. They reduce 20 to 33% of the impact depending on the speed and the location. Great for the repetitive sub-concussive blows that add up throughout the week. Also great for body blows. Used by Clemson, Penn State, Washington, Oklahoma, 150 other colleges, and about 2,000 high schools across the country. Also protect that helmet. If your helmets are getting beat up at the end of the year, Guardian Caps can help protect that helmet investment. And he'd ask questions because he was a curious person. And he had taken... When I got back from college, he had taken a mission that had about 40 people in it. And I was attending a church 10, 15 years later that had 5,000 members. So definitely a man of growth, a man of faith, a man of vision. And he was trying to get in shape at 40 some years old because he was going on a 25th honeymoon. So uh, I even got him, you know, he, we had such a, such success. He threw a little bicep pose from the podium one time, and, you know, that was a real positive. But while we trained, he was enthralled with the process of getting stronger, resistance, progression, specificity, recovery, because through his pastoral adventure, it was the same formula. And in fact, he told me uh, one time, which, you know, he probably didn't know what my uh, ACT was on English, but he said, Phil, I'd like to write a book with you sometime and parallel this. I think this would really help people's growth. And it wasn't the time or place for me. And Hosey's written, written several books uh, and has a phenomenal website, uh, but we didn't get that. But, but that stuck with me that the process of that, and then I met John Perry and he had this mental thing. And I thought, you know, yeah, I taught health. I knew mental illness and I thought I was doing pretty good and I was pretty positive. And then Carol DeWick and this growth mindset. And I'll be darned the third time on the third pass of the person. And I realized that this process, if, if we want a quality of life, it's going to be intentional and it's and we're going to have to develop it. And so I was an easy sale, not because he was my boss. I was just an easy sale because I'm like, this, this is how we're wired. This is how it works in the world. And I think you can apply this to uh, finances or whatever. Uh, why don't we do it? We all know, you know, I, I grew up with goals. I grew up with Zig Ziglar. My dad actually held seminars. Okay. Uh and why, why, you know, and I use goals to have success. I wrote my goals down, my football and my weightlifting and this and that. But in middle age, I got fatigued of goals and I was, and here's my whole point. So thanks for staying with us and John can edit everything he wants to. But here's my whole point was 
I was really good. We're all wired different. And so I'm not talking to everybody. I was really good at you putting a cone out there and saying, this is your goal. And I would put myself through a lot to get to that goal. The problem is when I got to the cone, I was lost. And so in football, I got in great shape every year because it was significant to me. But in the wintertime, you know, I, I didn't identify as a football player. I identified as a person that was big and wanted to eat a lot, you know. And uh, so that cycle happened. And then I cycled out. And it was the 80s. And I got into the gym. And I, I told you, I love the process of getting stronger. That's it. Uh, I, I just it built confidence. I liked improvement. I think we all like to improve ourselves. Well, my influences in the gym was bodybuilders. And there was a big difference between the average person that came and, and played around on the free weights or the uh, equipment or the guys that were all in, the Scott Lewis's, the Rusty Walker's. And they were training for events. And I admired that because I had done the same thing athletically. Unfortunately, I didn't have any competition coming up. So I uh, did a novice event one time. And I'm about as much of a bodybuilder as I am a distance runner. And I brought my, left the football field in November at about 255. I'm guessing 20 body fat. I was young. Uh, and I walked on stage seven, eight months later at 190 and 2% body fat. Okay. And got the lips left off me by people on a local uh, uh, level that were abusing this little drug called anabolic steroids. Because when you lose weight like I did, you lose a little muscle with it. So I was skinny. I won the skinny contest. It was excellent. But the problem is it was a bodybuilding contest. So I knew that wasn't my so I've suffered, I, I, I have suffered by needing an end because I didn't mind putting myself that I'd want to train for something. And when I hit that end, I'd want to relax all my disciplines. So then I use family vacations. We like to go to the beach and I always want to take my shirt off. So, you know, come through football, stressy, be in terrible shape. So anyway, long story short, cycled, 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 cycled. And then I, I met my doctor and, you know, my blood work, 50 years old, right? Blood work wasn't going so well. And so I changed my game. Instead of appearance, let's play a game and see how, you know, I how good I can laugh every year at that physical. And so that was, that was a good game for four or five years. And I was getting better and my weight was down and, and it, it was, it was awesome. Uh, it was just a different kind of training. COVID hit. I started walking. I started not pursuing strength. started pursuing health. And it was fun. Uh, I've had a hurdle about 18 months ago. I uh, haven't recovered quite yet. going to meet with the doctor next week. Uh, you know, my, 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 little, my little training has gone. But I want to leave you with this because I've taken too much time. Identity, which is talked about in mental health. Identity allows you to train for a purpose. Before I had identity, before I had identity, I'd go, it was like shooting arrows for the fun of shooting arrows, okay? Phase two is having a target, okay? Phase two, when you grow up and you go, okay, I've got goals. 
That's a target and it's over there. And you can get better at it, repeatedly do it. Phase three for me with having an identity. And now my goal is the day. I identify as a healthy eater. I identify as a person that walks. I identify as a person that reads my scripture. I identify as a person that's going to go through 12 hours looking for someone to encourage. Okay. I now have a purpose. Uh, so my my goal is just the day. And I use Andy Forselli's five tasks. That's how simple I am. I use my gratitude, five gratitude, and then I write the five things down. And, uh, you know, that that has revolutionized. I can win today. I don't have to wait for April to see how fast I'm running, what my waistline is. I mean, it's all important. I have a goal. And what I take it is I'm going to say phase three uh, is the chop wood and carry water. The guy was an Olympic archer, but he wasn't a ninja archer. And I'm way out of my category because I have no idea what a ninja archer is. But I feel like that's the process of having an identity and then having core values and living by them daily. Uh, I'm in transition. You know, I I don't know. I don't know what's ahead of me. I just know I've got to be a better version of myself. We're our own heroes, and he loves us, and he wants to use us. He says, you know, that the fields are many, but the people, the people to work are few, and he needs the best version of me. And uh, so I'm in training. And that's where faith comes in. It, it, Like I said, my personality, I sure wish you'd say, hey, you need to fill out that resume and go be the head coach at Alabama because then I'd have a purpose, you know. But guess what? I'm not going to be. So that would be a disappointment, you know, because that's not my path. So, but I can be the best version of me by the end of the day. Today. So, I appreciate you. I hope that made sense. It made sense when I wrote it down and said it a few times. So that's what I have today. Turn your life into training. Get your identity and start training. And and definitely, I would say, involve Christ. Because he's the one that made you, and he has the best game plan for you. Man, I appreciate that, Phil. I appreciate your heart, your passion. Um, your love for Christ is evident. And, you know, the one thing I, I know for a fact. Like you are in training, you know, like, and you wake up every single day, you know, probably what has drawn me to you the most is, you know, you waking up every single day in training, you know, in training to be the very best human you can be, to add value to other people, to be a shining star, you know, and it has, you know, been many a days that, you know, you've made my day when something was going tough you know, or something was, had a bad day and, you know, I'd walk in and you'd say, man, I prayed for you this morning. And I'm like, wow. You know, like, how did he know I needed that prayer this morning? You know, so you've been mighty influential on me. I appreciate you making the time to do this. Um, it was awesome. And, you know, I hope everybody that listens enjoys it. And, you know, you can reach out to Phil Wickwar if you, if you need help, if you want to, speaker at your organization if you want him to come do a in-service day he's gotten into the speaking deal um so you know if you need anything i'll put his contact information in the 
show notes so you can get a hold of him. Um, I appreciate your feel, and I appreciate all of you that listen. And until next time, adios, amigos. Thank you.